hearing the news of Jesus, and he sent some of his disciples out to Jesus to, to ask him if he was the Messiah. John the Baptist, who was the forerunner for Christ, um, and he had gotten into this moment where his situation had clouded his vision, and he had lost sight of who Christ was. And so he is questioning, hey, why am I in, in prison here? Why, why am I here? And he sends a couple of his disciples to go talk to, to Jesus. And Jesus sends a message back to him and just he goes, you tell him that uh, the eyes of the blind are open, the ears of the deaf, they can hear. And he gives them a series of events. I talked about how that is mentioned in Isaiah chapter 35. He basically quotes Isaiah 35. And I believe that John had come to terms there in that moment in prison, just understanding, hey, he is Christ. And how many have ever had a moment where you just had a little bit of doubt come in? We're all susceptible at times to have a little bit of doubt. And so uh, and so I, we kind of alluded to that. We talked a little bit about, uh, you know, you may be going through a trial, but it's all in your, your perspective in that trial. You can look at it in, in multiple ways. And so... Uh, this tonight, I wanted to kind of lead coming into, um, as we're getting a little bit closer to Christmas, and I want to say this, next Wednesday, uh, we will not be having service in here, and what we're doing is um, we're going to cancel our service next Wednesday here, and we're going to uh, have our candlelight communion service on Christmas Eve. That's a very special night. It's one of my favorite nights of the year. You say, oh, we do stuff with our family. Hey, if you can't make it, that we understand that. Um, but if you can make it, bring your family. It's such a cool experience uh, to experience. We just, we just talk about Jesus. It's a short service. It's not long. I promise I won't hold you a long time. You guys have doubt. Nobody, nobody amen me there. Uh, I promise it'll be it'll be a short service. We, uh, but it's just a, a good time to reflect about why Jesus came to this earth. And so, um, have you ever thought about this? What what makes you happy? What makes you happy in your life? And um, oftentimes we think stuff can make us happy, right? We get a new car that can make us happy till the payments start coming in, right? Or uh, you, you buy a house, and that can make you happy, and then stuff starts breaking in that house, and you have to fix it. And, um, but oftentimes, there are things in our lives, and especially this time of year, sometimes we can kind of become a little bit materialistic about what we have and what we don't have, and it's easy to kind of creep in because we're giving each other gifts, but we're giving each other gifts because of the gift of Christ. We're celebrating the gift of Christ to us. And so that's why we give each other gifts, not for our own selfish ambition or anything like that, but we get gifts because God, uh, because Christ freely gave us the grace of God, which is the greatest gift ever. And so, uh, so that's why we do that. But um, when I think about you know, stuff, and I think about people, there's, there's so many celebrities and so many uh, influential people who have had money, had belongings, had things that have taken their life. And the reason being is those things do not satisfy. They will never satisfy. They may satisfy you for a moment, but they do not last. And so... Um, it's it's interesting. 
and things can make you happy for a short amount of time, but uh, let me ask you this. What puts a smile on your face when your kids aren't fighting? That puts a smile on my face, right? Uh, what makes you excited and thrilled to be alive? Think about that. I mean, those are, those are good questions. And so I, I want to just do this little bit of a comparison tonight, and, and I'm, I want to speak to you on one of my favorite Christmas songs of all time, Joy to the World. It's one of my favorite songs. I, I love that song. You say, I don't like that song, Pastor. I don't care. That song makes me happy because joy to the world, the Lord has come. That should make you excited right there. And so I want to talk to you uh, just real real briefly on, on joy and joy versus happy. And you've heard me talk about this and you, you've heard me teach on this. But I, I think there's there's some things that we have to reiterate. And we, you know, um, sometimes we need to be nudged and reminded of. And so uh, happy is mentioned 28 times in, in the Bible. And happiness is based on something else happening to make you happy, right? It's there's a there's a something that that stimulates happiness, and happiness is the effect of a cause or an event. You know, I mentioned that earlier. Um, you get a gift, you may be happy, right? Um, and so, most of us uh, on Christmas morning, especially you know, well, most of us uh, will be happy because we'll get something. Some of us, as parents, are happy because we're able to give something, right? Uh, as a parent, there's no greater joy than watching your kids open up, open up presents and watching their expression, right? Um, uh, and so happiness comes from uh, the root word happenings, okay, happenings. And something has to happen to be happy. You understand what I'm saying? To be happy, something has, have, how do I say it, has to have had to have happened. Boy, that is a lot. That was a mouthful to say right there. I, I don't even know if I said it right. I'll have to go back and listen to that and see if it, if, it, if it is right. But something has to happen to be happy. That's the easy way to say it. So, so let's look at this. So joy, on the other hand, is mentioned 169 times in the Bible. Do you catch that? Happy, mentioned 28 times. The word joy, 169 times. And the Greek word uh, for, for joy is chara, and it means to be exceedingly glad. Everyone say, to be exceedingly glad. All right, and joy comes from a solid factor, an unshakable fact, and that is your faith in the Lord. It is. That's where joy comes from. True joy burns within you and is not dependent on external circumstances. It's not like happiness. Happiness only comes when something happens, okay? Joy, on the other hand, it, when it comes from the Lord, it comes from the Lord. It does not depend on anything that you've done. It is freely given to you, okay? Joy. Joy to the what? World. Why? Because the Lord has come. It's because of God's grace. It has zero to do with you, and it has to do with him. I love that. And the word rejoice, and you've heard me talk about this. The word rejoice means to have joy again and again. All right, so some of you need to remind your face that you have joy and joy again. The other day when I was in Bloomington running errands, I had to remind myself that I have joy and joy again because it comes from God, all right? 
and and it's sad that uh, it's sad that we often lose our happiness because things can can make us happy but the truth is if something can make you happy that very same thing can make you sad oh you, let me give you a good example i i think i can speak to most people if your happiness depends on your spouse that means that you're going that your spouse can definitely make you sad some of you are going mhm right and and so uh, joy, on the other hand, is God-given and cannot be taken away by circumstances unless we allow it to be taken away. All right? And that, that's on us. Psalms 51, 12, David, he had committed uh, a sin and had adultery with Bathsheba. And he cries out to the Lord, and his statement is amazing to me. Restore unto me the joy of your salvation. Restore unto me the what? The, the what? Joy of whose salvation? The Lord's. The Lord's salvation. It had zero to do with David. He's just saying, Lord, restore the joy. Restore the joy back in my heart. Bring back that exceeding gladness I once had in you. How many feel have felt a little bit down around the Christmas season? Anybody, it's okay, be honest every once in a while. Anybody ever felt a little bit down? You need to remind yourself of the exceeding gladness that God has put in your heart. And, and joy, you know, being uh, uh, in the fruit of the spirits, uh, you know, we talk about the love, joy, peace, you know, all those. Joy is exceedingly gladness. Everyone say, joy is exceedingly gladness. All right, good. You got it. You got it in your heart. Someone do me a favor. Someone show me some joy in the house. Oh, thank you, Mark Lynn. That was a beautiful smile back there. Everyone looks at Mark, and he's like, all right. So why, So I hear you, Pastor, you're talking about happiness, you're talking about joy. So this is what I want to talk about. Christ brought joy. When Christ came, he brought joy to the world. He, Jesus brought joy when he came to earth, not happiness. Look at this, Luke chapter 2. This is, this is, if you want to know the Christmas story, Luke chapter 2, Matthew chapter 2, it, it'll give you the, 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 the depth of who Christ was. Look at this. Luke chapter 2, verse 8 says this. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. And suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. How many wish that you were a shepherd in that moment? I think that's a pretty cool moment. And they were what? Terrified. Scared to death. But the angel reassured, reassured them. He said, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great what? What? Does it say happiness? No. Joy to all people. And, and I love that. Christ came to bring us joy. The angel is being a messenger there. He is speaking to the shepherds, but he's also speaking to us today. He's bringing what? He's, he's, I, I love this because he says, I bring you good news. You know what the gospel is? The gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ. The, shepherd, or the, the angel said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy. Jesus Christ is the gospel, okay, speaking of his life. When he came to live, he came to die, he came to be resurrected, and his second coming, that is called the gospel. The good news of Jesus Christ brings great joy, right, to all. So I love this. One of the first moments of bringing joy was 
Mary uh, was in Mary's womb, and she was pregnant and went to see her cousin Elizabeth. And while she was there, she spoke to Elizabeth, who was pregnant with John the Baptist. And when Mary spoke, Luke chapter 1, verse 44, it says, when I, and, she, and this is a, uh, uh, Mary speaking here, when I heard your greeting, the baby in my, or this is uh, Elizabeth singing, when I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for what? Oh, the first person to recognize that Jesus Christ was bringing joy was an infant. The forerunner for Jesus Christ, John the Baptist, in his mom's womb, when, she, when, when he heard, when he heard that Mary speaking, the baby jumped for joy. I don't know about you, that gets me excited. You say, oh, well, you know, I don't know if a baby is this or that. That tells me that God has value in babies right there. If they can recognize something, there's something that we need to look at. I see that year to year. I see that post every year. The first one to recognize joy is a baby in in a mother's womb. And I say, Lord, help me to see the joy. Help me to understand. So Christ came to give us joy. Even from the beginning, Christ came with joy. All right, so look at this. Here's number three. Christ showed us how to remain in joy. I love this. So later in his life, Christ, he's, he's talking to his disciples about remaining in him because he is the true vine and they are the branches. And he hits them with this little bit of nugget of truth. In John chapter 15, 11, he says, I have told you these things so that you will be filled with what? My Joy, yes, your joy will overflow. Let me ask you, is the joy of the Lord overflowing in your life? And if it's not, you got to ask yourself, why is it not? Because according to this, Jesus talking to his disciples, he's saying this, I've told you these things. If you remain in me, he's talking about the true vine, you will be filled with joy. So I can't help but think, if I'm not filled with joy, that maybe I'm not connected with the vine like I need to be. And yes, your joy will overflow, overflow. If you remain in God, he will fill you with joy. Not temporary happiness, but joy that will last. But not, not only fill you, but will fill you to overflowing to where it will fill other people. Amen? What is our, what is our purpose? To tell people about Jesus Christ. When you have joy in your life, guess what? It overflows into someone else. It's the same thing. If you have a bad attitude, it overflows into other people. But as the people of God, if we have the joy of the Lord, and Nehemiah would say like this, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And he's in this process, this perpetual process of building this wall. And he makes that statement. He, he says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Guess what? Our strength comes from the Lord and him alone. Find yourself weak and you find yourself struggling. Can I ask you this? Is the joy of the Lord your strength? Because God says, if you obey my commands, I'm, I'm going to give you uh, so much joy that it will bubble out of you. I love being around people that are full of joy. When you're down, being around somebody that is full of joy, you can't help but, but, but be lifted up by them. Just talking to them. And you know what you see it in their countenance. You're like, they've got something, and I just need to be around them because they've got something. And I need that overflowing joy in my life. 
Does joy come from your life overflowing like, like, like that? Or are you, dry, are you dried up? You know, I was talking about one of the fruit of the Holy Spirit is, is joy. And if you are not sharing joy, then you might want to get your fruit inspected by the Lord. I know, that's tough. Got to introspective, got to look at myself here and say, ah, if I'm not showing joy, then maybe I need to ask the Lord, hey, can you help me here? Can you help me fix some things? Maybe I've got a negative mindset, and maybe something is blocking that, that fruit from flowing out of me. And, and this is what I know is, is Christ, when he came, he came and he brought joy, and he wants to give you joy. And I just got to stop and say, hey, Lord, am I the reason that your joy is not flowing through me? I have to say, God, forgive me and help me. God, help me every day. Every day you get up, you ought to pray, God, help your joy, Lord, to overflow from my life. When I'm in the store, let me, let me put a smile on someone's face somehow, some way. Maybe you'll be going into the store and you'll trip and fall and they'll have joy laughing at you. But you know what? The joy of the Lord is your strength, right? Anybody ever been there? Proverbs 10, 28 says this, and I, I like this. It says, the hope of those who are right with God is joy. This is happiness. This is the NLT. I have a different, different translation here. The hope of those who are right with God is joy, but the hope of the sinful comes to nothing. Can I ask you this? Where is your hope? Hope is this, expecting good, right? If you are right with God, your hope is joy, is joy. And this is what I know about joy. If you give joy, you get joy. If you give joy, you get joy. When I give joy to my wife, I get joy from my wife. When I expect joy from my wife, guess what? I don't always get joy from my wife. But when I give it freely, it comes back to me. I love that. Everyone say, give joy, get joy. Number four, Christ used joy to complete his purpose. I, I, this, this one amazes me. I like this. When Christ came to earth, he brought joy and then showed us how to remain in joy and then shows us how joy helped him complete his purpose. You know you have a purpose. God has a, has a purpose for your life. You say, oh, pastor, I, I'm, I'm old. God has a purpose for your life. Caleb was 80 years old and he was ready to take the, the, the promised land. He said, give me what's mine. And God has a purpose for you. And the writer of Hebrews says this, in Hebrews 12, 2, it says this. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith because of the, because of the awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he's seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Because of the joy awaiting him. He understood in this moment of discomfort Christ did on earth was small in comparison to the, to the joy that would come if he died on the cross and rose again. And that tells us that jo the joy of the Lord helped point him and helped him endure in the darkest moments of his life because he understood the bigger purpose. Maybe you're going through a dark time. Maybe you're going through a tough time. Can I tell you something? The joy of the Lord will help lead you through that time. God's joy in your heart can get you through dark times and 
And, and maybe this year it's been tough, and maybe you've lost a loved one, or, or maybe, you know, this time of year brings up memories of someone who's passed, or, or, or maybe you're struggling this year, and maybe you don't feel like that you can give your, your kids the, the, the proper Christmas, or whatever the case. There may be a million things on your mind, and maybe you feel like there, there is nothing that can make you happy. I want to encourage you to do this. Rest in the joy of the Lord. And it can only come from God, the same way Jesus did before he was taken to Calvary to die on the cross. Think about how Christ would rest in the joy that was coming. He knew he was going to die, but he would rest in the joy that was coming. Psalms 30, verse 5, the second part of that verse says, Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes in the morning. So maybe you're in a dark time right now. Can I tell you? The morning is coming, and there's joy. One thing I love about the morning is if you if you get up before the sun comes up and you go outside, it's amazing to me. You can hear the birds start chirping before the sun even starts coming up because they know it's a new day. I got another chance to live, and joy comes in the morning. I love that. Maybe it's a little lesson we can learn from the birds. Get up, start chirping. Might freak out your spouse if you get up and just start chirping, right? No matter how hard things seem for you, remember that if you remain in him, eventually the morning will come and his joy will be there. So I begin to think about this. Here's the last thing I want to talk to you about is in this time and in this season. And I, I don't have a whole lot more to speak on. I mean, this may be a record for me. This is pretty impressive right here. Maybe I need to tell a few more stories to space it out a little bit longer. I'm just teasing. Man, you guys' joy just went down. <laughs> As I begin to think about this uh, over Christmas and, or you know, this Christmas season, is it's real easy to get caught up in materialistic things. And there's nothing wrong with giving gifts to your kids and receiving gifts. Matter of fact, there's nothing wrong with receiving gifts. I don't know about you, sometimes I'm awkward when people give me a gift because sometimes I'm not good at receiving something. And, and if someone gives you a gift, you, you ought to accept that gift because maybe God's using them for a purpose to give you something. And, and sometimes I remember someone gave me something sometime and I, and I was awkward like in this response. And they looked at me and they said, they said, you don't know how to take a gift, do you? And I was like, I guess I don't. I, I really don't, but but it's okay to receive gifts. But here's the point in all that is is this. I don't want to get caught up in commercialization of Christmas, but remember what the angel said to the shepherds over 2,000 years, years ago. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring what? Great joy to all people. I love that. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. All there, that meaning of all is everybody. <laughs> Do I know that? No. But I know for sure if it says all, that includes you, that includes me, that includes everybody. All people. The good news of Jesus Christ is for everyone. I love that. And the good news uh, th that Jesus came and completed his purpose so that we might have life and life more abundantly. And that the chasm that separated man from God finally had, had a remedy because of Jesus Christ.
I love that. And I can, I'll never get over that. And Jesus, Jesus isn't just the reason for the season, but Jesus is the reason for everything. In this time of year, we hear that, oh, Jesus is the reason for the season. It, it is true, the Christmas season is based around Jesus Christ, but he is the reason for everything that you do, everything that I do. He is the reason that I'm able to breathe. He is the reason that I'm alive. He is the reason that I have grace and salvation over my life. He is the reason for everything. And all I can do is just say, thank you, Lord. And when I begin to think about how good God has been to me, joy begins to stir up in my heart. There's this old song we used to sing in church, the joy of the Lord, what is my strength? You know, some of you can sing that. The joy of the Lord, it is my strength. The joy of the Lord, it is my strength. The joy of the Lord, it is my strength. Okay, two of you may know that song, all right? And we used to sing that song when I was younger. I remember singing that song when I was younger. And, and you know, we used to sing the part, you know, if you want joy, you, you can clap for it, right? We'd clap. Or if you want joy, you can jump for it or leap for it. If you want joy, you can laugh for it. That was one of my favorite ones when we do the laugh thing because I'd be like, ha, 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 ha. You, when you're around someone who's just laughing, can't help but laugh, right? I love that. How many could say, hey, the joy of the Lord is, is, is my strength? I, I love that. I, I just do. I, it just resonated in my heart. Today when we were, we were doing some of that touch-up work for, tomorrow, uh, for tomorrow's flooring, and me and Mike were going, going at it on the floor and probably doing more damage than we were doing, doing good, truthfully, and, and I, we were just kind of grinding through that, and I was, I was wrestling in my heart. I was like, Lord, I, I really don't know what to speak on, and, you know, in this season, and, and just peacefully, the Lord just said, just speak on the joy. Speak on the joy of the Lord, and speak on why, why I came. And while you're here, and, 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 you know, maybe in this this Christmas season you might be feeling down. And maybe you might be feeling uh, in your heart just a little bit saddened. Can I tell you this? Do this. Rejoice. Joy again. Ask the Lord. Say, hey, Lord, help me to rejoice. Send your joy again. Help me to feel the joy uh, of your salvation. Be a catalyst that creates joy in hearts when you walk into a room because Christ did the same thing for you. He modeled it for us. Jesus modeled it for us. He did it to fulfill his purpose. And we can also do the same thing. You know, people are depending on you. People are watching you. People know, many people know that you are a Christ follower. And they're seeing you and saying, is there joy in their hearts or is there not joy in their hearts? This is what I know, and I'll end on this. If you want joy, give joy. When you give joy, you get joy. When you give joy, you get joy. That's just the way it works. And so will you bow your heads with me? And I just want to pray with you. Um, Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you for your presence. I uh, thank you for each and every person that's here tonight. God, I pray, Lord, that this was a, a word of encouragement. God, I know it's a simple word. But, God, when we think of this season of you coming, Lord, you, you brought many things. But, God, one of the things that you brought, you brought salvation, Lord. You brought, you brought peace, Lord, and you brought joy. And, God, when we think about that, the word joy, God, it can only come from you. And so, God, I pray, Lord, that you would renew our strength, Lord, that you would give us 
fresh joy in our lives. God, in this season of, of you know, running around and, and, God, sometimes we just get busy going from thing to thing or doing this and that. God, I pray, Lord, that your joy would not be lost in the middle of our busyness. God, I pray, Lord, that you would give us strength, Lord, that can only come from you, that, that can only come from your joy. Like Nehemiah said, Lord, I ask, Lord, that you would, God, strengthen our hearts, God, as a church, God, at this time. And, Lord, you would bring our hearts together, God, as a people. God, Lord, that you would bind our hearts together in love. God, I pray, Lord, that you would speak to us, Lord, that, Lord, if there's someone that we know, Lord, who may be going through something or maybe we don't know about it. But, God, we would be so discerning of your spirit, Lord, that, Lord, that we would reach out to them and just share a little bit of joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. God, we ask, Lord, today, Lord, that you would remind us of why you came. Lord, one of the things that you brought when you came to this earth was joy. The good news, and it is, it is, good news brings joy to all that hear it. So, God, I pray, Lord, that you would help us to be the light that you've called us to be in this season. And, God, we just give you the praise. God, we give you the glory. And everybody said, Amen. Real fast, I just thought about this. The word joy, and, and this is a simple acrostic for the word joy. One of the things that may help you out, and I like this, Jesus, others, and you. And if you put things in that order, I promise you, you'll have joy. And some of us have yodge, or some of us have it Y-J-O, or whatever. But if you get that in the right, if you put Jesus where he belongs, and you put others where they belong, and you put yourself where it belongs, you humble yourself, and you put yourself at the bottom of that, I promise you, you will have joy. I want to thank you guys for being here tonight. I know we're getting out of here early.